Hello, hello. Welcome to the Purchase Optimized Podcast. I'm your host, Savannah Sanchez, along with my co-host, Dara Denny. And today we're going to be talking about reasons you should not advertise on TikTok. Crazy, right? Especially since I do TikTok advertising for many e-commerce brands and I hype TikTok all the time. I have a TikTok course, but I think there are some reasons why you may want to reconsider or at least keep these in mind when you are advertising on TikTok because it's not not all all roses there. So we're going to dive into the reasons why we think you may not want to advertise on TikTok. I love that this is coming from you, by the way, like the TikTok <laughs> ads queen over here, but it's true. And even though I'm starting to get a lot more clients um, on TikTok ads over at Thesis, I have like a huge disclaimer for clients before they get up and running on the platform. And, uh, you know, the first one for me is that it's not Facebook and there is a learning period. Um, a lot of times, you know, you're not optimizing for purchase out of the gate. You're working with unique creatives that you might not know exactly how they're going to perform. And you really do have to learn the platform in a way. Like, what translate and works on Facebook and Instagram um, isn't necessarily going to translate to TikTok. So uh, we actually recently brought on a client for um, for TikTok ads and like full scale creative. And I told them, I was like, do not expect the same results for six months. And even that, I cannot guarantee it. Mm. The client still signed with us. And ironically, we are getting better results on TikTok than we are on Facebook. So miracles do happen, but it's <laughs> an edge case. And I often find that the learning phase in TikTok is very real. And you're not going to turn it on and get a ROAS or a super low CPA, despite what a lot of like the TikTok dropshippers are saying. TikTok dropshippers, anti-dropship. Yeah, <laughs> I, I agree with that. I have a client that I'm working with on Facebook it's not a very TikTok-y product, but they, they know me. I'm, they're like, okay, you're TikTok queen. Like, should we mm. be on TikTok? And I was like, well, do we have like $10,000 to test? Like, I yes. think we can make some great creatives for this. I don't know if this product, like, like I said, it's not a very TikTok-y product. So I'm like, I don't know if this is going to work on TikTok. I don't have other clients that have the same product on TikTok. So I can't, even though like I can vouch for TikTok being like great cheap traffic, conversion rates, great. But I'm like, do we honestly have $10,000 to spare? Because it might take up to that much of not being profitable before we start seeing the campaigns like actually turn a profit. And he was like, you know, like, I'm, let's hold off. Facebook and Google doing good. Like, I don't think we have like $10,000 to burn. Mm -hmm. So I, I think having that in mind of like, I need a, a significant budget to get through the learning phase on TikTok to optimize the pixel. Get Because when you first start on TikTok, and we talked about this a couple times ago, TikTok has no idea who to show your ads to. It's learning like, what is your product? What are your ads? How is this um, comparing to other competitors in the auction? So, and then of course, on your side, testing different creatives. You don't know what creatives are gonna land, what angles are gonna work on TikTok since you're making completely new creatives for TikTok than you did on Facebook, there's going to be a testing and learning of testing all the different creatives. So I think coming in like with that mindset of like, okay, do we have an extra $10,000 in budget mm -hmm. to spend on TikTok ads before we can turn a profit? 
And like you said, there's, I have clients where after a couple of weeks, we start seeing the ads yeah. be profitable, but I would never want someone to come in thinking that like, that's what you should expect. It's like, you just test three ads and they're all going to work amazing. And, and you get that return. Yeah. yeah. And also for the client I was talking about, it's like a leads based client. So oh, leads interesting. super different, which hmm. uh, we're actually seeing quite a bit of success from, um, across our, like across some, several of our clients. So, um, I know it's, it's super trendy to talk about TikTok for, um, e-commerce and D2C, but we are seeing like pretty good results coming out of lead generation, which is pretty interesting. Um, and even the conversion rates on those leads, um, we have one client where we're seeing like a, a significant decrease in their bad leads percentage coming out of TikTok as opposed to um, Facebook and Google, which is, uh, which is really cool. So like, there's a huge upside to testing the platform, but you have to give yourself time and money. And if you don't have those two things to really like sit in that uncomfortable gray area with the new platform, because in addition to the platform learning you and learning your brand, the platform is a child. Like, can it even run? Like we've only been like TikTok has only really been around since like the last three years. Like this thing is still using training wheels. So mm -hmm. it's also trying to like learn its users. So like the other thing that I often tell my clients is like, you know, like Facebook ads is still, it's still king. It has data on us for like what, 15 years almost like, and then comparing that to, to TikTok, which is super compelling right now for clients. And I'm a huge fan of the platform. It's just not quite there. So you, you have to be comfortable with that gray area. I think kind of along that same line of like, maybe TikTok isn't for you if you have a very like niche product or a niche offer mm. for that exact reason, TikTok is still perfecting its algorithm of showing the perfect ad to the perfect user at the right yeah. time. And that's really what, like you said, Facebook has mastered that. They have so much data on everybody, even now limited, but still the most. So they can show you the most relevant ads. Even when I'm on TikTok, sometimes the ads I see aren't super relevant. Wild. <laughs> <laughs> to say the least. Yes. So I think if you have a product that has like really niche target audience, then it might not be best for TikTok because they're going to serve the ads to a relatively broad user base. So that's why like in your hooks and your messaging, like trying to appeal to like as broad of an audience as possible, like all females, 18 and 34, like something mm -hmm. like that it's going to be a lot more successful than like, I need people who own like Volkswagen Jettas because I sell like a specific yeah. license plate for that or something where you have to be like really specific to your yeah. product. I, I was having this conversation with someone recently um, that, that works at Thesis and it's, it's about knowing if the communities that you're, that champion your product are actually on TikTok. Um, I, I think like a common misconception is that like for a while people were like, oh, TikTok's just for like the youths or like the it's youth. just for teenagers. And, <laughs> you know, one of the, one of the fastest demographics is like 30 to 40 and now like 40 to 45 female with like real buying power. That's super exciting. But like, I did have a conversation with um, a colleague and they were like 65 plus. And I was like, I don't think so just yet. Like it's, I just don't think it's going to happen. So it's also about like taking a really smart look and like being like, you know, is my community there or not? 
Um, and something that you mentioned uh, on our last conversation about TikTok too, is that like TikTokers are super price sensitive. So if you're if you have a product that is a that is a you know a bit more of a higher AOV, that that's a consideration too, and might be a reason why you you want to hold off on on experimenting or even giving yourself more time and more money to experiment with that, because um, that is something that we're actually seeing now for a number of our clients. It's just like the price point is a little too high for TikTokers. I was going to say that too. So I'm glad you brought it up. No, I'm glad that we both agree. We're both seeing it. We have different data sets, different clients, and we're seeing the same things. That makes it true. So um, I was going to say like, yeah, low price is better than high quality on TikTok, which I think is also kind of a reflection of where the economy is right now and people having expendable income. I really see that on TikTok, especially in the last couple months, like the more we push sales or like we're the lowest cost this or get this bathing suit only for $9.99, like things like that is what's working really well on TikTok, like sales, deals, low cost. And the ones that are having the hardest time on TikTok are like the high AOV, high quality. Like I'm like, people maybe can't afford like expensive furniture right now or, or not thinking about buying something more than a hundred dollars. Um, they'd rather find like a really good deal rather than something really high quality. And I think actually this reminds me of a really fascinating, um, like article that I read recently that was about how, you, you know, the economy right now is starting to get a little rocky and it has a lot of people concerned and like also concerned for our industry and in D2C. And I read this article that actually said it's during these times where something called the lipstick effect happens. People aren't going to necessarily spend as much money on a house or a big fancy vacation, but they are going to spend their money on smaller items like lipstick and really like, you know, try and indulge in these small moments of self-care and treating themselves. So it's actually why like, when the economy starts to um, get a little worse, we find that beauty brands actually start to do a lot better during this time. Um, so it'll be really interesting to see how it goes like during this, like during these like economic times, um, like how it then relates to TikTok and like TikTok media buying. I love that. That That's super interesting. The lipstick effect. I want to read more about that. And I think yeah, I, I'll have to find an article and send it to you. Yeah. Put it, put it in the description or whatever, wherever we are that you're listening. But I think that can also spark some creative ideas like for your ad creative hooks, like showing someone, like even if they're having a rough day, like going home, washing their face, like that routine of just like feeling fresh again. I'm thinking of like skincare or like any mm -hmm. of those type of stuff. Um, so like those moments of self-care, especially when things might be more difficult than they used to be. So I think that's, that's interesting. Like people wanting to splurge on themselves in little ways, like looking yeah. good with lipstick rather than like buying a new car. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I, I really like that one. Um, I would say another kind of obvious, like you shouldn't be on TikTok unless you have the right creatives for them. But I'm going to hammer that point in just one last time. Um, I Any brand that comes to me and says like, oh, we want to take what we're running on Facebook and put it on TikTok, see what happens. I'm like, no, like you need to invest in having like 
the best creatives for this platform, staying with the trends, like being super native to the platform while still incorporating those just direct response principles. So I would say like, don't try TikTok unless you really want to like give it a go in terms of like, we're going to create specific creatives for this. We're going to test these hooks. We have these different angles, putting in the time and the research and the money that it takes to produce great creatives on TikTok. Um, I would say like, I always try to put myself like if I was a brand owner and I think if I was a brand owner, I would at least want to be able to rule in or rule out TikTok and give it a good shot. And that's what I talk to potential clients about. I'm like, okay, you've never advertised on TikTok. Like, I think you have, like, first of all, I do an audit in my head. Like, okay, they have a good website. They have a decent product. I think that this has a chance. I always try to honestly think like, do I think this has a chance? Yeah. Yes. Okay. So I got past like step one. Now I'm like, okay, so I think this has a chance. Like if you want to test it out, I think it's going to take a $10,000 ad budget. I think we need to test at least 10 different creative angles. What offers are we going to test? What website um, landing pages do we have ready to test? And so I always tell them like, if you're not ready to like invest in getting good creatives or making sure that you're ready for TikTok, like don't try it. I would say like, don't try it at all. Like if you're going to spend the $10,000 or whatever it takes an ad spend to like rule in or rule out TikTok of like, it does this platform work for us, then do it right the first time. Because I do have clients that come to me and say like, oh, we tested TikTok. We spent like $30,000 and like, we didn't see many sales. And I look at the ads they ran. I'm like, well, no wonder. Like, look at the ads. They suck. I don't, I say that in a lot nicer way, but I think about that. So I, I would say like, don't make the mistake that other brands have of like ruling, I guess like you're ruling out TikTok because you're saying like, we tried it, it didn't work, but you didn't try it. You didn't like give it your all in terms of like, do we have the best creatives? Is our website pages look good? What's our offer? And then you can officially rule it out. Like, no, it just didn't work. And then you can go back to Facebook or whatever it is. Or you could say, yeah, we tried it and it is working. So. Yeah. I'd say at basis, the most common reason that we tell a brand to hold off on experimenting with TikTok after we say, you know, Hey, we actually think you have a good shot at it. Um, but if, if we want them to postpone, it almost always boils down to the fact that they don't have creators or like, um, or the right type of TikTok style content that we know is going to perform and they don't want to invest in it. Um, oftentimes we are signing TikTok clients either that have a really strong net, like in like network of creators or influencers, and, and that tends to work really well, or we're adding that as an additional service for them. But like, we won't just take a client and say, Hey, yeah, like, well, we'll create some TikTok ads and post and like call it a day. Cause we, but we know that, you know, creative fatigue does tend to like succumb a lot quicker on TikTok ads as opposed to Facebook ads. So even if we do get a, a winning ad, we need that content flywheel of constant things coming in. So that's something that's a complete necessity for, for the platform. And if a brand's not ready to invest in that, then they're frankly not ready for TikTok. Totally. That's why, like any, any brand that I'm working with on TikTok media buying, I'm also having them do the two new ad creatives weekly with mm. me. We're going to make you two new ads each week. So we test on TikTok. So we're always refreshing and beating out creative fatigue and testing into new ideas and hooks and trends that we're seeing work. So I think having that, that constant stream of creatives is so important. 
Mm-hmm. And if you don't have that, then it's, I, I would hate to like waste, waste your ad spend on like, let's just say you only made like one ad for TikTok or you have like Ooh. one influencer post. Yeah. We don't want to put all of our eggs in one basket. Like that's, there has to be, you have to really think about like the testing and learning mindset. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Another one that I have um, that I always caution brands with is they need to have an additional like source of attribution to be able to qualify what's going on with TikTok ads. Um, I've seen it a lot where people try to, they, they start themselves on the TikTok ads platform and they have no way to validate what's going on. I know last time, you know, I talked about TikTok, we talked about post-purchase surveys. We talked about using a platform like Triple Well or North Beam. We talked about, you know, you know, doing a cross analysis in GA. And these things are like a complete necessity or else you're going to be optimizing for the wrong thing or you're going to be scaling at the wrong signal. So mm-hmm. you really do need to have an alternative method to make sure that you're actually putting your money in the, in the right place. And what's funny is I actually think that what's most common is that a brand will a brand will start spending on TikTok, think that it's performing poorly, and then stop, and then their blended metrics go down. Mm-hmm. And it's because actually TikTok was providing really solid top of funnel leads or traffic, and it actually was converting, but it wasn't showing up in TikTok ads platform because their attribution is so shaky and weird and not to be trusted. (laughs) (laughs) Can't be trusted. So true. You need to be looking at third-party tools and more holistically of as you're increasing your TikTok ad spend, is your revenue increasing? If you pull back spend, is your revenue going down proportionately? Mm -hmm. I think that's always the, the true test of if you keep spending into it, you should see everything else. Um, like was it like the tide raises all ships or I don't the even know that tide raises all ships. Yes. <laughs> so I always mess up um, like quotes like that, but I more think of it like TikTok ads is there to support traffic. Of course you're going to get conversions from it, but it's also going to help with your Facebook ads because then there's more people in your retargeting pool uh, or yes. your Google ads. Someone sees you on TikTok and they Google you later. So I would say don't think about TikTok in terms of like, what is like my purchases from people on TikTok clicking on shop now and entering their credit card in right then? Because that's not going to be a large percentage of the ultimate purchasers. They're going to be people who come back later through a Facebook ad or on Google or get on your email list or see a TV ad. It's a part of the whole ecosystem. So usually when I'm working with brands with bigger budgets, People will see them on TV and then they'll see them on TikTok yeah. and then they'll end up purchasing or they'll get a Facebook ad later. Um, so I would say thinking about it more holistically as opposed to like staring at Google Analytics of like, I spent $10,000 on TikTok ads and I only see $1,000 in Google Analytics revenue. It's like, well, that's just not how TikTokers are. You have to look at it as more like a full ecosystem. Um, and so I would say don't go on TikTok if you, you as the company owner or whoever runs your company looks at data and like a money in money out, like very directional way. I think it's kind of impossible to do that on paid social nowadays, but especially with TikTok, you have to look at it more broader of like, okay, we spent, we spent an extra thousand dollars a day on TikTok mm-hmm. ads before we weren't spending this money. Is our revenue like incrementally increasing at the same rate as yeah. we're spending up on TikTok? 
Yeah, exactly. It, it's funny. It, this conversation actually made me think of something that I am very likely about to convert on. We'll see. But <laughs> the actual trigger moment that's making me convert is direct mail. Oh. Which, but I did see them also on a TikTok ad, but also a Facebook ad for like the last God six months. What is it? Uh, now we need to know. <laughs> no, God. So it's that brand called Sakara Life. It's like fancy prepackaged foods for like elite millennial women. I love that. So expensive. It is so expensive. And I'm oh, wow. looking at their ad library because traditionally these are not things that I necessarily recommend to other brands that I work with. They're much mm. more like brand focused as opposed to performance focused, but they're very pretty. They're very beautiful. And I liked a lot of their TikTok ads actually. <laughs> You know what? Like some of their food actually does look really good, but then they direct mailed me a twenty percent off coupon, and I was like, "Y'all, fine." (laughs) (laughs) It does take multiple touch points. I think TikTok is becoming a valuable touch point, like in that sequence. Mm -hmm. I also read an article recently that was talking about TV advertisers and how TikTok Mm -hmm. did a study of um, advertisers that were heavily advertising on TV versus ones that were advertising on TV plus TikTok. Ah. And the brand recall and conversions of people saying that they remembered both touch points of like, I saw this on TV and then I saw it on TikTok and they purchased. So I think it's it's becoming a part of the journey, but it shouldn't be, TikTok shouldn't be the only journey. Um, yeah. Like I, I it kind of goes the whole, like don't put your eggs in one basket. Like don't just run TikTok ads. Like you need to have your Google ads running or Google shopping and your, and your Facebook ads running and everything, the whole ecosystem has to work together. Um, so I would say if you're starting a brand and you're like, I want to advertise on TikTok, it's like, great, you should, but do you have like the other parts of the ecosystem running around it? Like, do you have an email list? Like mm. all those things are going to help your TikTok ad performance as opposed to just relying on someone clicking on shop now in your TikTok ad and purchasing right then. You want to let the retargeting on Facebook and Google help you to remind mm-hmm. people, or maybe you're mailing them, or <laughs> in your case, yeah, getting getting a, a direct mail. Um, it's a part of the journey. It's not the journey all the time. Yeah, exactly. Which is why I actually like for these for those of you that don't know, Thesis was recently acquired by Barrington Media Group, and um, they're much more of a OTT television, direct mail, podcast, radio kind of agency. And it's been really interesting starting to get a lot of like our D to C, like digital clients wrapped up in a lot of those programs. Um, And it's also been interesting taking some of their clients and putting them on TikTok. And that's been like a huge project that we've been rolling out. Um, So like can't emphasize the ecosystem enough and like looking at your blended metrics. At a certain point, if you're gonna scale and have a sustainable business, your metrics should be a little blurry if you're doing it right. Totally. I think that's a mic drop moment that we should end this on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks guys for listening to our reasons not to advertise on TikTok. Of course, there's a million reasons to advertise on TikTok, but hope these tips helped you out and figuring out what you need to um, have first in order to be successful on the platform or to rule it out. So if you enjoyed this, give us a thumbs up, give us a nice review on wherever you're listening to this on and um, make sure to put in the comments what you want us to talk about next time. We'll see you later. Awesome. Bye.